welcome to You Beautiful Creation. I'm Tina Jackson and today we are going to do a follow-up of the last video I did in reference to Satan being the ruler of this world and the temptations that are coming forth and how Jesus has overcome uh, when we have you know been falling into temptation. So one of the things that was really upon me recently is the words about shame and the fear of man. And just seeing that that seems to be a really big hindrance in the body of Christ that, um, you know, Satan will come and trials and tribulations are going to happen in this earth. You cannot avoid it. You will be tried. You will be tested in every area of your life, in your, your family, in your work, in your health, in, you know, various relationships, you know, your children, your marriages, and things of that nature. I mean, this is what is going to happen in life because Jesus is coming for a bride without spot or wrinkle. And through these trials and tribulations in life, we are going to be going through different um, situations of temptation, okay? So, the, going back to the Jesus being tempted in the wilderness, as I mentioned last episode, you know, there's the, the temptation of, will you stand on the word of God? Do you, do you live by bread, you know, don't live by the bread alone, but live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So when you're betrayed and, you, you know, God's saying, love your enemies, that's going to be a test. That is going to be a trial when you have to go through that to have a perfecting of the love of God, the agape, unconditional love of God. And it is there is a way of tapping into the vein of God to be able to overcome those temptations. Uh, we looked at in the wilderness, there was the, um, the, uh, the, the uh, don't, you know, don't test God, basically, meaning, you know, God, if you do this for me, then I'll do that for you, you know, you know, because they were talking about if you throw yourself off, you know, the angels will bear you up. It's not about testing God. It's about being in fellowship with God, even when things don't make sense. And even though there's so much hurt that you are dealing with. And then the third of who are you going to worship? You know, bow down and worship me, Satan said to Jesus. You know, I'll give you all this dominion. And, you know, Jesus saying, no, we shall worship the Lord our God. There's going to be a, a temptation that has to do with worship of who do you love the most? Do you love your job more than God? Do you love yourself more than God? Do you love your family more than God? These are things that are going to happen in our life to be tested. And as we work through it, because we want to be the bride that is without spot or wrinkle, and we want to be pure in walking in love, unconditional love, walking in the spirit and not fulfilling the lusts of the flesh. So one of the things as I was really meditating on that was coming to me was about shame and the fear of man. So I'm going to try to break it down into a couple different categories. The one first one being someone who has sinned and then they have this shame on them. And then we'll hope to hopefully in this episode or maybe another one, we'll look at how you are to look at someone who you know is has that spirit of shame on them. And even if they've betrayed you and things of that, you have to rise up and walk in love and forgive and all those other things. So we're going to try to break it up into two categories of 
a person who is walking in shame because of the sin that they've committed, and then taking it on the other side of, of working in the love of God to help someone come out from that shame and learn about the forgiveness and things of that nature. So shame and the fear of man, because what I had come to meditate on is someone is full of shame. They're fearful that man is going to find out about it. The Bible is very clear when there's shame on someone's face, it's basically, they, they turn away. They don't want to look. They, there's always the breaking of eye contact because there's the shame on them. The shame is over their face and there's a turning away, you know, so because they know they're guilty, they know what they've done, whether they had did some devious things in a workplace to try to get a promotion, whether someone has stolen something from someone, then they know that they stole it. Um, they, let's say it was, you know, someone had done some vile things with someone else that was, you know, considered rape or something along those lines, or even a spouse being in infidelity, you know, children going out and doing things that they know they shouldn't be doing and staying up late or drinking or drugs or whatever. There's, you know, the list of it. So the shame comes on people and because of the shame, there's a fear of what is man going to think of me when this gets out. So looking at some of the scriptures, it is very clear that it talks about it. In Proverbs 25:10, it says, least he who hears it expose your shame and your reputation is ruined. That is the main fear of man. My reputation is going to be ruined if I confess this sin because through sin, this shame will come on you. And no matter how hard you suppress it, no matter how hard you try to hide it, it is going to remain dormant in you until you do the confession to the Lord Jesus. You bring it to the courts of heaven, plead the blood of Jesus and ask for forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness from the Lord himself and probably someone here in this earth because of two reasons. One, they may already know that you've done this and you're guilty and that needs to be reconciled. Or two, if it's a hidden thing and they're tormented because they don't know who the violator is or what's going on, your com that confession would help bring that restoration. Sure, there might be some consequences to the, the confessing of the sin, and my only thing is to say there is if, you know, it is something that is truly uh, needs for jail time, I would have to say to you, first of all, you know, the Lord can make a way where there seems to be no way. And when, when there is a confession on there and a heart of true repentance, God is going to do everything he can to help you, even in the worst of circumstances. And if you have to do jail time, look at it as the part where I'm going to study my Bible. I'll have quite a, hopefully a bit of time to just sit there and read the word of God and to get educated. And it'll be a time of sanctuary of, yeah, it's not the best of conditions, but try to take a different perspective of it and don't fear that because God will be with you. And if it is someone that needs to confess because they've been uh, in infidelity and they're scared that their spouse might leave, I encourage you to, the Lord will work on their heart. God doesn't want divorce. He will work on their heart and it might be messy and ugly in the beginning, 
And, you know, just asking the Lord to bathe that relationship prior to the confession. Because with hidden sin, sometimes most likely will come some kind of sickness that will, dorm, will start to manifest in your body. When the conscience is guilty, there is just a tormenting spirit. And that tormenting spirit has legal rights to torment you because you have not confessed. And in the courts of heaven, you're guilty until you plead the blood. So the demonic realm is going to torment you and it's going it, it, it's to just oppress you. And then that oppression causes sickness and disease as well. So let's also take some more look at the scriptures. So Jeremiah 3.25 says, We lie down in our shame and our reproach covers us. For we have sinned against the Lord our God, we and our fathers, from our youth ever to this day, and we have not obeyed the voice of our God. That is a true confession there of shame and reproach. Let me give you the definition of shame. It's in a painful emotion caused by a consciousness of guilt or shortcoming. It's a condition of, of humiliating, humiliating disgrace or dispute. Something that brings censor or reproach. And censor means a judgment involving condemnation. Now let's take a look at reproach. Reproach is an expression of rebuke or disapproval, a cause or an occasion of blame, discredit, or disgrace. To express disappointment or displeasure with a person for conduct that is blameworthy or in need of amendment to bring into discredit. So with sin, this shame comes upon you and this reproach. And God doesn't want that to be on us. He wants us free because if we have this shame and reproach on us, we are not going to necessarily work in the power of God like we should. I mean, granted, some people will definitely will still work in some aspects of the anointing. It's just the anointing is there and it, God want, has to work through some vessels and they're impure vessels. But the goal is to get to the point of being spotless without wrinkle and just just pure and holy before the Lord, having the anointing of God flowing through you untainted. To be able to look at people in the eyes and not to shy away because of the guilt. Um, so we want to look at that and just to, to just really deal with this, this spirit of shame. The goal to getting shame off is um, we can find in even Revelation 3. I really liked the Revelation 3. And today many of you are going to get released of shame. Shame that has held you back. It has held you from trying to work in the things of God. has kept you distant from God because when you know you're guilty, there's this barrier that goes up between you and God and you just don't feel worthy. And in all respects, you are guilty. And it could be of the littlest things. It could be of hatred. It could be of anything listed in Galatians 5. The Galatians 5 are the list of sins. It's 
Uh, let me just even go through that in verse uh, 19. For the works of the flesh are evident. They are adultery, fornication, which means sex before marriage, uncleanliness, lewdness, which means like sexual thoughts, lust, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions. Contentions means like disputes, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions. Dissensions means like disagreements, violent quarreling and discord. Heresies, that means like a rejection in the belief of God. Envy, murders, uh, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like. And those things are, you know, the sins of this world that will plague the minds of a person. And like I said, Satan will have every right to torment you and to say and whisper in your ear, you're unworthy, you're, um, you know, you, you know what you did. And it'll make you just have this oppression and depression on you. So Jesus has come to take that away from you as you confess and going to the courts of heaven, basically, and saying, I am a sinner and here are my sins. And I'm telling you, even the best of Christians that are walking with the Lord have to do this inventory check. I mean, I even have to do it occasionally with you know, bitterness or jealousy or, or just, you know, when people just betray me and I have to deal with all that emotion and being like, Lord, I need to get rid of this ick I'm feeling or this, this anger I'm feeling towards this situation. Help me to have the love of God come through me to have mercy and compassion upon this person. Cause one, either they might not be saved or they, you know, they're just walking in complete ignorance. So, um, and just asking the Lord to give you insight in that. But let's go ahead and go back to Re uh, Revelation 3, where I wanted to take you in verse, starting in verse 18, it says, and this is uh, the lukewarm church that is mentioned in the Bible. I counsel you to buy gold for me, refined in the fire, that you may be rich in white garments, that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as love me, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be, therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in with, to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit, at my, to sit with me on my throne as I have overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. So amen to that. So by giving your shame, your sins to the Lord Jesus, he is going to cover you and he's going to wash you. And what you may fear is going to be exposing your nakedness. He will... He said he would cover that so it's not revealed. You know, there's a humility even in the confession of any kind of sin. And it's going to, yes, put you in the refiner's fire. It hurts many times when you are being betrayed, 
you have, uh, you know, whether it's your friend or your spouse, or, you know, people talk bad about you or your children and just whatever the circumstances, you're going to go through the refiner's fire. What is truly in you? Are you going to be able to forgive? Are you going to be able to overcome this obstacle? The, the goal is to always remember Satan is the prince of this world. That means that he is going to tempt people, even your closest loved ones. And those are the ones that almost hurt the most because they are the ones you know and you just want to have that pure fellowship with them. And when they sin against you, whether it's in any way, it hurts. But there has to come a renewing of your mind to look at the situation and just love unconditionally. And I know that may see something like that is too hard to do. And I would encourage you, it's possible and it is freeing when you could take a step back and see that they are, they are, they are being tempted and they need prayer. They need prayer that they can overcome that temptation, that they can come out from that drunkenness or drugs or uh, adulterous relationship or, you know, there, there's a love of money, whatever the situation is, they need your prayers. God has given you the wisdom and knowledge and insight to see your loved ones hurts because they are struggling with this. They are being tempted by it. And some of you are saying, well, I don't think that they're being tempted. They're very happy indulging in all this sin. No, it brings torment to the mind. And the more that they're being tormented in their mind, it feels like they just want to give up because they don't know the unconditional love of God being portrayed. They're getting yelled at or they're saying they're no good. They're a loser and all this other stuff. And they need the unconditional love of God. And we, if you are the one that is trying to minister to someone that you are seeing that they are carrying shame and it has hurt you, you need to really, really, really pray in tongues, get with the Lord, ask the Lord to just give you that peace. When you know that God loves you, and to just, just experience the love of God, the unconditional love of God, saying, Lord, I want to totally understand this agape love, this unconditional love of God. You've forgiven me of my sins. Help me to forgive my brethren of their sins seven times, 70 times in a day. I mean, that is where you're perfecting in coming forth to be the the spotless bride. That's what the Lord is looking for. The Lord is looking for, will you walk in my unconditional love through the hardest times of your life? Through the hardest times, will you stay focused on me? Will you, will you, will you try, get your eyes off the circumstances? Will you continue to worship me through this? Even when you don't understand and to pray for your enemies and to, to just receive my love, my acceptance towards you, whether, 
whether you're the only one that's left standing because your whole family has abandoned you, will you still worship God and being satisfied with that? And just to be like, Lord, I just want your agape love to flow through me so I can forgive those that are carrying this sin and shame because they need to get set free. When you get set free of that, when you get set free of shame and guilt and condemnation, it is so awesome. That's, that's what Jesus says, you know, when the sun sets free, is free indeed. There's a new life that springs up in you and then you're able to have the agape love come through you. And so it, it's again, I'm talking about two different situations, sometimes in and out at the same time, and I apologize for that, but, but carrying the shame, releasing the shame, forgiving those that have brought you heartache because they're carrying the shame and going to them and saying, I forgive you. I forgive you. <laughs> you were walking in ignorance. <laughs> you were blinded by the enemy. You were tempted by evil. You know, and then just begin to speak and declare and decree. I know that the love of God is for you. And just that is a way of even ministering to people to help them get salvation. You know, the more, the longer you live in life, obviously, the more temptations are going to come at you. And if you don't nip them in the butt and you don't confess them, it's just going to pile on. And before you know it, you're walking in a completely different direction picking up drugs and alcohol and aggressive behaviors and just the I don't care anymore attitude. And it's like, no, 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 no. God is saying, I've, I've given you power and authority through the power of the Holy Spirit. Please learn to tap into that so you can be strengthened and then you can also help strengthen other people. So some of you today are even Christians that are dealing with things that you have hidden and God says, everything that is hidden will be exposed to the light. The better thing to do is to come forth and be the first to act versus God exposing your sin, because that's embarrassing. That's where humility comes. That's the pride thing that happens, because even the Bible talks about in Proverbs 11 too, it says, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. So you, you want to, you know, be humble and wise and saying, Lord, I'm going to come to you before this gets exposed. And then to trust into the Lord and say, Lord, I'm not going to fear what man thinks of me. I confess my sins. And if there's repercussions to be made, there's repercussions to be made. But I'm going to ask for you to walk me through this dark time in my life that I'm probably going to go through. And let it not be so dark. Let your light just shine so brightly and be the best experience of my life because it's going to be the best time that I'm going to grow stronger in you. And then to, to learn to just walk in that agape love. When you know that you've been forgiven, you let that love of God swell in your heart and now you become the one to give the agape love to someone else and to have mercy and compassion on them. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And then the enemy has no more to dangle on you. And that is the very purpose of what Jesus was doing when he says, I give you all my power and authority to overcome 
the enemy, to subdue this land, to let the love of God live through this land, to take this land back for good and not evil. And the turn and the shift can happen. So let me go ahead and do a couple prayers right now. Again, I went back and forth because even as you know, a Christian, you could have shame that you're dealing with, and it may just be at a lower level, but it needs to get plucked out. And then there's you know, other times you're, you're looking at someone else that's carrying that shame where they can't look at you in the eyes and you know there's something wrong. And you're like, oh, don't let that hindrance be upon you. Let me pray for you to get that off. You know. So Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time of coming together and we just address that spirit of shame that is crippling the, the body of Christ and that spirit of shame that brings the fear of man because of the, the repercussions that are going to be made and exposed as shame gets exposed, Father. We just call forth and we just lift up shame and the fear of man to you, Lord. And we ask you, to just lift it off the body of Christ and may repentance come and fall upon people and just begin to just weep and just to moan and groan in the sense of saying, I'm sorry, I'm a sinner and I did this, this and this and I, you know, I will do what I can to make recompense to the people I have hurt, to the things I had done. And Lord, I ask for your mercy, your forgiveness in the name of Jesus. And I just pray for the love of God to come over you so strong. And may he just feel his arms wrap around saying, thank you for letting me take this from you. Take this shame and the fear from you. Now the enemy has no more rights to torment you. Do not listen to the enemy anymore. Listen to the voice of God. And now we want to also release the impartation of the agape love Lord, we release the agape love to fill each and every person so that mercy and compassion and forgiveness can go forth as people get filled with your agape love and they can be the demonstration of you here on this earth. Even if they themselves have been betrayed by someone, they can extend that mercy and grace so that the other person can be set free. Remember, we're not warring against flesh and blood. We are warring against the principalities of darkness that is tormenting our loved ones. And we want to extend that agape love. And Lord, I ask that you just bless each and every person. May your agape love lead, guide, and direct our steps. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Be sure to, if you're watching on YouTube, to like, subscribe, and share. And to uh, just have a fantastic day as you study the Word of God. You be free from shame and the fear of man and to receive the agape love of God in this world. And to, in the name of Jesus, I speak that blessing. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm Tina Jackson, and you are a beautiful creation in Christ Jesus. Thanks for joining me.